0: Welcome to Teaching La Vida Loca, a podcast for world language teachers seeking inspiration, unapologetic authenticity, and guidance in centering joy and facilitating language acquisition for the people who matter most, our students. I'm your host, Annabelle. Most people call me La Maestra Loca, and I'm an educator just like you, and inspiring teachers is what I do. Hey there, welcome to episode 39 of Teaching La Vida Loca. I am feeling re-energized and joyful and grateful after an amazing weekend at Skolt. Um, SCOLT this year was in Mobile, Alabama, uh, and it was really wonderful and uh, more needed than I realized to be surrounded by um, so many amazing colleagues, uh, amazing educators who were hungry for... Inspiration and um, tools for engagement, and really, really powerful for me to reconnect with some of my friends um, who are also presenters and um, leaders in this field, and uh, I really needed that connection. So uh, if I met you or engaged with you at Skolt, yay, that was so much fun. If you are listening to this because you discovered my podcast at Skolt, oh my God, I'm so excited. You're here. And if you were not there but you're eager to hear about my takeaways to see if you can glean any ideas or any new inspiration from them, I am thrilled you are here. In episode nine of Teaching La Vida Loca, I talked about conferencing intentionally. And I recorded that podcast because for years and years, I went to conferences and I left feeling super inspired, freaking exhausted and overwhelmed out of my mind, but really excited about going into the classroom and trying some of the amazing things that I saw. And nine times out of 10, literally 90% of the time, I wouldn't do anything. Not a thing, not a single thing that I could learn or that I learned. And it wasn't because I wasn't super impressed or super excited. It's because I had so many ideas and so many takeaways, I couldn't even remember where to begin or which one to start with or even the details about the ones that I liked because there were so many things, so many notes, so many takeaways, so many Google Drive folders, so many whatever, right? So... Um, A few years ago, I created these conference sheets for um, teachers to use during conferences. It's free. I'll link to that resource as well. Um, And they were to help teachers be a little bit more intentional about how they were listening and thinking about a workshop or a presentation. And then uh, help them think about how they can apply it to their own classroom. Now, obviously, a lot of you already do that, right? The trick is you have to... Physically write down, either handwrite or write it in an email to yourself, just three things. Only three. Not 10 things, not 20 things, just three things. Three things that you want to bring back to your classroom. So you can go and listen to episode nine later um, because in that episode I talk about uh, how to hold yourself accountable to actually doing those things. But in this one I want to tell you about my three takeaways from the conference. The last thing I did before I left on Saturday was I opened Google Keep, and I wrote down my three takeaways to be able to podcast about and actually implement in my classroom. I've already implemented one of them. I implemented it first thing on Monday morning, um, and I was very intentional about that. The other two I plan to implement by the end of this month. I give myself little deadlines and accountability checks so that I actually implement new things so I can continue to learn and grow um, along with all of you. So, the first thing, the first takeaway that I already implemented, and I actually just played it in my last class, um, was boom. I got this idea from Claudia Elliott's presentation. Um, I saw her present twice at school this year, and it was just a tiny little nugget she shared. Not huge. She said she learned it from Anne-Marie Chase, so I'll link to both of them in the show notes. But Claudia shared her version, and I've even tweaked it again. In Claudia's version, um, kiddos put their hands above their heads. Since I find that that can be triggering for some students in some cultures, I had students put their arms out to their sides, and they paired up with somebody. To make it more brain break feel, um, I had them pair up with somebody different every two to three questions. So I would stand at the front of the classroom. Kids are standing throughout the different throughout the class, paired with a different person, and I state a question. And this question is to review whatever information has just happened in class. Um, we've yesterday and today we've been doing special person interviews, and today we did the write and discuss of the special person interview. And so at the end of that, I had everybody stand up, find a partner, and then I stated a question. For example, what is this person's favorite holiday? or celebration. And then I count down. I say, tres, dos, uno, boom. And then as soon as I say boom, they bring their arms, which were right next to their sides, together and clap, and then they say the answer. The goal is to say the answer faster than their partner does. Now, um, eight times out of ten, it was a tie especially if the students are listening and engaged during the lesson. I mean, that's your hope, right, that they're all able to answer correctly. If they tie, they do uno, dos, tres, dale. They play rock, paper, scissors real quick in the target language. In Spanish, I say uno, dos, tres, dale. In French, you might say un, deux, trois, voilà. Y arsan, deux. They play rock, paper, scissors to find the winner. Now you ask the next question. You have to have them get silent quick, so you could do, like, a a countdown you could do your call response whatever you want to be able to ask the next question after the next question you can have them find a new partner i count down from five i say cinco cuatro tres dos uno and they should have a new partner the way they can quickly do this is they put their hand up in the air and when they find a new partner their hands come down so everybody's walking around the, the room with their hands up until they find a new partner um, you can also put music on to make this more fun, whatever. You also don't have to change partners. I just wanted them to have a little bit more movement because my middle schoolers are <laughs> – I'm not teaching middle anymore. My elementary students are moving already and their bodies are kind of like bleh, bleh. So giving them the opportunity um, is built in a little brain break, a little movement. It doesn't have to be a game every time. It can be walking five steps to a new partner. Um, should that be the brain break of the episode? No, that would just be cruel. No, that won't be the brain break of the episode. Have no fear. I will give you a new one. Okay. Now, boom um, has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. It is loud. It is energetic. It is a test for comprehension. It is also a way that um, they are all hanging on to my every word as they are waiting for those questions because they're waiting for the boom. They're waiting to be able to answer the question. It also allows everybody the think time to be able to answer correctly. So I'm able to repeat it three times if I want. That way I know everybody has a fair chance to answer it, right? So that was um, a great takeaway from Claudia that I've already implemented and I'm very grateful for it. Uh, The next one, my next takeaway was something that some of you are literally gonna roll your eyes about and I feel confident in that. And that's okay, roll away. I have never done uh, Locura de Marzo, okay? I know everybody's like, what? What? Okay, so Locura de Marzo, for those of you who don't know, is um, was created by Señor Ashby, at least I think it was. And um, it's kind of like a March Madness bracket, but for music. So if you're into basketball then you know that there's this bracket thing where team goes up against team until one team comes out the winner. Everybody plays, and it's eliminated bracket by bracket until there's two teams left to compete, and there's an ultimate winner. So Locura de Marzo is that with music. And the reason I have never done it is I am really intentional um, about doing a song of the month and using songs as authentic resources in my classrooms and to teach about culture and current events. And I'm very intentional about how I pick songs and how I teach songs. Um, If you want to learn more about that, then I will link to a podcast episode that I did with Berta Delgadillo on music. Um, And I will link to a blog and our music course resource for you. We have a whole course Um, that she and I did together um, about how to use music in the classroom it's like five hours of content a million ideas for how to use music as authentic resources to inspire and engage your students and to infuse more joy so if you're interested in that check the show notes but that's the reason I've always avoided it locura de marzo I'm like wait you want me to cram in how many songs into one month no freaking way no way plus uh, my belief was that it was always, um, like, of course, it would consume my entire month. That would be the only thing I could do. And my brain, like, whoa, no way. Could I only do one thing for the whole month? And I have had people tell me for years that they could not believe I am not a huge fan of Locura de Marshall Because it is so engaging and so incredibly joyful and I mean, I've seen videos of high schoolers and middle schoolers screaming, jumping up and down, speaking in Spanish, talking about these songs outside of school. Like, why wouldn't I want to be part of that? But, again, I had a very, um, very specific thought in mind of how that would have to play out in my classroom. So I went to this amazing presentation by Erica Scott. Um, She was my partner um, in another presentation that I'm going to talk about after, my third takeaway. Um, But then... That afternoon on Friday, she was like, come to my presentation tomorrow morning on Saturday. So I showed up a little bit late because mornings are hard. And um, she said one thing in her presentation. On uh, Her whole entire presentation was how she inspires and engages her students with Locura de Marzo. And she said one thing, and I was like, whoa. I literally said, hold on, wait. Oh, my gosh. Can you rewind? <laughs> I said it out loud I said that just blew my mind she said you can just introduce the song super fast play it at the beginning of your class play the second one and then tell the kids to go and vote later you can spend just 10 minutes a day and I was like wait what rewind and she said oh yeah that's not all I do we spend about 10 minutes a day on it and then I move on with my lesson I was like hold the front freaking door what you're giving me wait oh that's revolutionary that is huge of course I want to be part of something if I can inject little bits of music and entertainment and joy and engage my students through and 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 get them interested in new music and new artists like of course I want to do that the option to only do it five or 10 minutes a day is beautiful. Now, if I want to do it for 40 minutes a day, I can. Well, and then I'm sitting next to my dear friend, Shane Goodpasture, and he won best of Flava, by the way. I think he should win best of Skolt, best of Skolt. His presentation is freaking amazing. Guess what my third takeaway is? Anyways, back on track. I'm sitting next to Shane in Erica's workshop, and Shane was like, dude, Annabelle, have you not seen the resources? Y'all, are you aware that the resources for Locura de Marzo are extensive and all free and all built, like, teachers like you and me who, like, submit them for others to share and use? Okay, I'm going to stop on this because I guarantee, like, everybody in that room was like, yeah, Annabelle, when I shared in my stories, like, do you do Locura de Marzo, 80% of people were like, yeah, duh, duh and then 10% were like, I know about it, I've done it before, and then the other 10% might have been like me. Um, But y'all, holy cow, mind blown. In fact, I can still do it. I just can't do the live voting. So that's going to be part of my sub plans when I take FMLA leave to help my mommy. Isn't that brilliant? Freaking brilliant. Okay, are you ready for my third and final and mind-blowing freaking takeaway. Get out your pencils. Get out something to write down this site because oh. Okay, so this fall I was invited to be the keynote speaker for Flava and I made it a point to attend every Familia Loca session that I could find, like, of members who were in my community and presenting. One of those members was Shane Goodpasture. And Shane's presentation won Best of Flava. And if it could get any better, it was even more fire at Sculpt. I really hope it wins Best of Sculpt because it would mean that more people would be able to see this at Actful. This workshop presentation was – The best I've ever seen in my career, and the most inspiring and most fun by far. Definitely most engaging and fun. What Shane does is he brings The Amazing Race to his classroom. If you're like, I don't even know what The Amazing Race is, basically you need to go and Google it because you'll be obsessed. The Amazing Race is basically an adrenaline fueled reality TV show where teams of two race around the world. It might be a couple. It might be uh, a mom and a son team. It might be two best friends. It might be two teachers. It's two people paired against lots of other pairs of people racing and competing in intense challenges and facing lots of unexpected obstacles while vying for $1 million. That's the grand prize. It all takes place in... Stunning locations all around the globe. It's high stakes drama, nonstop action, and it's an epic adventure series. And I'm obsessed. Okay, so Shane brings that excitement into his classroom. I want you to imagine creating a um, a thrilling, like super, like intensely thrilling. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I started like taking pictures, and then as soon as the activity started, because Shane set it up for us at school, he literally put QR codes all around the room, and we competed in the amazing race as if we were his students. (laughs) So imagine setting up a truly thrilling and immersive experience for your kids and inspiring them to learn and engage with the world in a whole new way. Uh, What Shane does is he designs challenges and tasks that, like, Uh, like push students in their problem solving, in teamwork, and critical thinking, Uh, and it's honestly an educational adventure that obviously is fun, but it's also highly effective in in testing their comprehension or shane often uses it to intro a unit i think my goal is to mostly use it to review something that we've done like as a final cumulative task um but whether you're teaching geography history any subject this is good for any classroom in fact i'm like really trying hard to think of how we can get him in other classes but world languages y'all This is a phenomenal way to, like, use it to expose them to global cultures. I'm, like, really wildly excited about it. Um, And honestly, what it's ultimately doing is creating an unforgettable learning experience. Shane admits that he does not do this all the time. Shane admits that he does this two or three times a year. When you see the materials (laughs) that he creates, you'll be like, (laughs) No, I was like, I could never put in the time I would want to as a perfectionist, as an Enneagram type three. I would want to put way too much work in this and I don't have the time. So I immediately was like, Shane, you have to come and present for Familia Loca, which he did in January. And then he did this whole virtual um, amazing race for us and we competed in teams and it was epic. Uh, And then at Skolt, I was like, Shane, (laughs) you need to put these materials out to the world. Well, he finally did. He started a TPT store and all of his templates And some of his full-blown games are available. Um, I really want you to go and read about some of these if you are even semi-interested. Because I am telling you, we did um, Polybius Grid. Is that what it's called? Polybius Grid puzzles. We did um, word searches. We did... It's incredible. It's incredible. And the potential is insane. I'm most excited. Um, I'm going to get all of his uh, amazing race resources. But the one I'm most excited about is the templates, because I think I can really use those to make them um, to scaffold them for my novice learners um, and to make it better for my elementary students. Shane teaches high school Spanish and um, he teaches on a 90-something minute block. So when he does The Amazing Race, it takes up the entire period. Um, And he does, he has them race in pairs. Students love it. He builds in the brain break ones, like literally builds in a detour just like the show, if you're familiar with the show where students have to either do one task or another task. They have to choose between two. Um, he's done it so that one of the tasks is, like, tasting baby food and guessing what they're eating, um, and another one where they were tasting different, like, sodas from Spanish-speaking countries. Um, and teach he teaches for acquisition-driven instruction, so the tasks that they're doing at these stations are in Spanish. They're reading in Spanish. They're engaging with – audio files or <clears throat> or texts in Spanish to solve these puzzles. Um, and dang, y'all, I'm just so excited to try this in my classroom. And I'm so excited to share it as one of my three top takeaways from Sculpt. Um If you're interested, I'm going to drop his uh, incredible um, TPT store in the in the show notes. It's actually I think that there's still a sale going on right now. If you're still in um, late March, then there might still even be a sale going on for twenty five percent off. Either way, um, you can grab that link in my show notes or you can go to tinyurl how is that again, my Instagram Tiny URL.com forward slash amazing tpt. All lowercase. Again, that's tinyurl.com Forward slash amazing race TPT. And that will take you to my amazing friend's store with um, two already built games in English an amazing race around the globe to learn about different world cultures uh, and world history, Um, an amazing race to learn about inspiring women from around the world. And I know it may not be up there right now, but he also made an amazing Latina Heritage Month amazing race. Did I say amazing again? Yes. Uh, And that's really phenomenal. And I know that that was done in Spanish. Um, But there's also those templates there that you can use. Uh, Regardless of whether you use his stuff or not, I would love if you would consider the idea of bringing this amazing game to your classroom. Um, I'm going to share some pictures of how much fun it was at Sculpt to give you an idea. Um, But man, bringing it to the classroom is going to be on a whole nother level. When I get to do it with my students, I'll make sure and record and get their feedback as well so I can share that with you. Um, That's it for today. Before I go, let's do a little brain break. Okay, so I want to tell you about the one that we have been a little obsessed with in my classroom. Uh, I did a um, Tuesday tip with La Maestra Loca on it recently but basically it's just um called the 30 second dance party and it's a giant yellow button that you can buy online at 30sdp.com I will link it in the show notes and you just push the button and dance are you ready are you ready here we go 30 second dance party
1: You better be dancing
0: with me. This is how we party. That's it. That's it. It's a 30-second dance party. How epic is that, by the way? Oh, my God. Uh, my friend Pat Ralflase bought that for me right before Hurricane Ida, and then I took it to Hurricane Ida, and my son was obsessed with pushing the button right before the beat drop every time. And my, my husband, who was an ex-raver, was like, just let it play. Oh, my gosh, this poor man. This poor man just wanted to hear the beat drop, and he couldn't. So there's your, there's your brain break. 30 second dance party epicness right okay teacher that's all for this time uh, if you want to um, learn how to conference more intentionally, go and listen to that episode nine. I'll link it for you. Um, and then find a plan, create a plan for accountability, for actually applying these things in your classroom. I'm super excited about what I learned at Skolt. I'm super happy that I've already applied some things and I can't wait to continue doing so through the rest of this month. Um, And what I mean by the end of this month, I actually meant April. When I said that earlier, I was like, holy cow, it's almost the end of March. I can't do that. Okay. (laughs) Have a great day, teacher, wherever you are, or a great evening. And until next time, I'll be teaching La Vida Loca, and I'm sure you will be too. Take care. Bye-bye. hi it's me it's me it's me you already know what i'm gonna ask of you if you really like this podcast please send it on to a friend who could really use it who could really like to hear about the amazing race or something else for the classroom hey thanks thanks for letting me drive to work with you or drive home or run with you because running with you is the only way that i'm ever gonna run So thanks. Thanks for running with me. Thanks for the exercise. Take care, teacher. Thank you for supporting me and thank you for sharing this podcast. It really, really means more than you know to me. Gracias. Love you.